0: Back to uh, episode Epiphanies, um, a podcast where two friends who have very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows. Um, I'm Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoons. I'm Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live action dramas. Mm-hmm. And this week, I made Jesse watch the pilot, and technically the first two episodes, it was a two-parter, of um, one of my, I would say, kind of guilty pleasure shows. <laughs> Uh, it's called Race to the Edge. Let's get your first impressions and, and of what this show is, and then I can kind of explain where it fits into the How to Train Your Dragon timeline. Okay, so I've seen the first movie mm-hmm. because we watched it together. Yes, I-, I also need to say I love How to Train Your Dragon. I'm, this is my favorite movie of all time. The first movie. The first movie is good. I did really enjoy the mm-hmm. first movie. Know the voice actor for Hiccup Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty well. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. (laughs) He's in a lot of stuff. And okay, so all my life I thought How how to Train Your Dragon and Dragon Slayers Academy were the same book series, which is Mm -hmm. weird because How to Train Your Dragon isn't about killing dragons. So I haven't read the book series, but I always felt like I had. I have never heard of Dragon Slayers Academy. I don't know what that is. Dragon Slayer's Academy was, like, a big deal in my elementary school because huh. it had pig Latin in it. And that's how <laughs> everyone in my elementary school learned pig Latin. Interesting. Well, I've never heard of it. Um, yeah, the How to Train Your Dragon books are completely unrelated to the movies. <laughs> I've of read the books. Of course um, have ne- But I have never come across a, a movie based on a book that is less similar to the book. They only took the characters' names nothing else like not even the characters like appearances or or personalities or anything the story is different the characters are different the world nothing is the same except that there are dragons and there are vikings and the characters have the same names that is that is it that's all you need really (laughs) yeah it's wild if you read the books are also good they're just um not related in any way Fair. I am going to butcher all of their names, not because they're hard names to say, just because I don't know them because they sound like words, and I'm never sure if they're saying someone's name or not. That's fair, that's fair. So. Yeah, go ahead. What, what was the, the pilot? Okay, so the pilot, first of all, starts with, like, the most dramatic intro ever, which I feel like (laughs) would make sense once you got further into the cartoon, but being assaulted by it, like, immediately is, like, why are you playing this music? What is happening? Why are all these, like, fluorescent lights playing? It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. The intro is a lot. The intro is a lot. And I feel like if you knew the plot, you'd be, like, there. Mm -hmm. By the end of the second episode, I was like, okay, I figured it out. (laughs) But right away, it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Big music. Mm -hmm. So right after the intro, Mm -hmm. it starts in a jail, and there's, like, this jailer handing out meat, and some guy complains about how uh, Dagger always gets more meat than him, and then... Dagger, like, beats him up and <laughs> steals the key as and breaks out of jail and gets all the guards and is like, I'm going after Hiccup. So we mm-hmm. smash cut to Hiccup flying on Toothless. Uh, he falls off Toothless and then is just like, yeah, <laughs> Just, like, chilling in the air, which was really good. Uh-huh. It's very in character for Hiccup. Yeah, he's just like, mm, well, we'll figure this out later, <laughs> probably, I guess. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, it's a good time. And it kind of has a little intro of what everyone's been doing. So the twins dedicated themselves to Loki. Um, The guy with the Viking helmet, Snoutlout, is that his name? Snot Snoutlout. Mm-hmm. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to rhyme more. <laughs> is a weapons tester. And then I want to say Fishlegs, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Fishlegs. I wasn't sure because the moment I was like, that's his name, was him saying that out loud. And I was like, are you saying your own name? Yeah, he does sometimes (laughs) for some reason. Okay, fun. Uh, He's been teaching kids the history of dragons Mm because he's cool. (laughs) And Astrid is hanging out with Hiccup to search for new dragons or new species of dragons. They just said new dragons at first. And I was (laughs) like, okay, you're just like looking for dragons. I Mm -hmm. guess that's cool. But... Specifically new species. Mm-hmm. I assume there is an invert u- universe reason this is, like, a sensical thing to do. Uh, but it was weird. I mean, kind of. The It's partly that, like, Hiccup's just really interested in dragons and wants to find more dragons. And the sort of, like, implied reason is, like, he wants to find more night fairies Because Toothless is the only night fairy they've ever come across. And that's kind of, like, a theme throughout the whole series of, like, Hiccup being, like... I want to find a family for Toothless. Like, why is he the only Night Fury? So that's part of also why he's so desperate to keep, like, searching for, but also just he's like, dragons are cool. I want to find more dragons. I mean, that's valid enough. He just seems like he has this weird urgency to it that I was like, is there something going on? The the urgency is mainly, I think, supposed to be implied that it's like, he's looking for more Night Furies and you get that more from, like, the, the rest of the series. Um, Astrid has decided to give up finding new dragons, though, mm-hmm. to join the Burke Guard with her dragon Stormfloyd. Storm... <laughs> Stormfloyd. <laughs> Storm um No, that's not his name. Stormfly. Mm-hmm. And then we have this like little cutscene of the twins pulling a prank on the boat, and they fish Johan out of the ocean. I assume you're supposed to know who Johan is? Yeah, I feel like, okay... So this cartoon show is the continuation of the previous show, and I forgot how much they reference the previous show in this show. So, like, yeah, Johan is in the previous show, and so we're, like, pretty much all the characters that are in this but aren't in the movies, they're from the first show. Okay, because it's a really weird scene to be like, oh, Johan, if you don't know who Johan is. Johan is from the previous show, Dagger's from the previous show... Those two guys who are fishing in the boat are from the previous show. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, yeah, there's some context there. Okay, beautiful. And Hiccup is at home talking to his dad, and the twins bring Johan there, because Johan wants to tell Hiccup that Dagger is out and wants revenge on him. And tells him, of course, that Dagger is going past the fog banks, I think that's what he says. Something like that. Yeah, further than they've ever gone. And that while they're out there, they must avoid the Reaper, which is this big ship that's been booby-trapped. Which, first of all, I thought they meant pirates, but it's just (laughs) an abandoned shipyard, and I'm like, okay. And then Hiccup spends the whole time being like, if they booby-trap this ship, they don't want you to get on it. And I'm like... It's just an abandoned ship, though. Like, even if it is booby-trapped, saying that, like, there's something on here they don't want me to have because it's a booby-trapped ship that they've left in the ocean is not good logic. Well, I think it's, like, it's not like people just left them there on purpose. Like, the the crews, like, died or whatever because this is, like, a dangerous place or something. So, I don't know. I guess. I guess. I, I don't think it's abandoned, like... People were like, we're going to leave our old ship here. Bye. I think it's like the crews that were sailing these ships died because this is a dangerous place. And they had like valuable stuff on this ship. But the ships don't look like they've come across anything terrible. They're perfectly fine ships. I mean, they're kind of broken. But also that's just uh, uh, partly just because this show is not that... The 3D animation is not that good, so a lot of the okay. time things just look real nice and shiny when they shouldn't. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fair. So the whole team decides to go out to where this ship is mm-hmm. to capture Dagger, and Snot- Snotlou's whole dragon lights on fire, which is cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. It's just really cool. Book I The thing is a great dragon. Just, like, lights on fire. I adore it. Mm-hmm. And they make a big deal about, like, there are types of ships out here that we've never seen before. And I'm like, okay, it's still some ships. <laughs> that's, like, so the thing about this show, too, is that this show came out after the second movie, but is set before the second movie. So there's a lot of stuff in this show that's, like, foreshadowing or, like, like I guess it's not foreshadow, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, like, leading up to things that happened in the second movie, So, like, these ships are trapper ships that we see in the second movie, but, like, at this point in time, the characters haven't seen the trapper ships yet and stuff like that. So that's why they're making a big deal out of the ships, because the trapper ships are, like, an important thing. I feel like a lot of this is stuff that would make more sense if I knew more (laughs) about this series. Fair, but, like, not everyone watching this has necessarily seen all the series, so it makes sense that you'd be confused. True. So they decide that Oh, by the way, I totally forgot to mention this. The reason they think Dagger is out here is because Johan has hidden all his treasure here. So they decide that since they can't find Dagger, they're going to just steal the treasure first and take all the treasure, which honestly (laughs) makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And as soon as they decide this, the ship they're on gets attacked by giant eels. And their dragons all fly away because they get spooked because apparently they're just big horses. (laughs) Dragons hate eels is a theme in the series. (laughs) Okay. Um, And the eels try to sink the ship and Astrid falls and is, like, drowning, but also, like, killing a bunch of eels with a cool sword while she's drowning. And Hiccup flies underwater to save her. And then Hiccup decides he wants to look around the Reaper because, again, he thinks there's something there to find, which, fine, whatever. (laughs) And there's a whole thing of everyone stealing things, like the twins steal jewels. Fishlegs finds books and it's like, there's no greater treasure than knowledge. And I love him. <laughs> and uh, Snotlope finds a chest full of hair. Yeah, that's weird. And I don't remember if there's any reason for that. <laughs> if it ever comes up again. <laughs> it's a weird scene. It's kind of funny. He's just like, here's a bunch of hair. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. guess there's a bunch of hair. There's just a bunch of hair here. And in the bottom of the Re- Reaper, there's a bunch of dragon bones and a jail. So obviously these people were, like, capturing dragons. Mm-hmm. And Hiccup sets off a booby trap full of arrows, which leads them to the commander's corridors, which has a little thing. It's like a cylinder. They just call it a cylinder in this episode until mm-hmm. they name it later. It looks kind of like a tiny telescope. And then when he gets out of the Reaper, Dagger shows up, and he's captured all his friends. And this is my favorite part of this episode, (laughs) because there's this dramatic shot of Dagger, and he just, like, looks like he's in a little dress, and he's looking pretty, and he's like, hello there! And he has this, like, very cinched belt around this, like... (laughs) He literally has that like ten inch waist <laughs> that like women in movies in like the fifties had, and it's like, dude, what kind of fucking corset are you wearing? Um, but he's adorable, and I'm in love with him. I, I'm so I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> he literally pops up. He's wearing cute dress. Mm-hmm. He's like, hi, Hiccup. I've been thinking about you for two years. Three years. Three years. Sorry. <laughs> And Hiccup's like, we're not having a moment, and Dagger's like, oh, I was. And I'm like, dude, he's just, like, high-key flirting with him for, like, Uh five solid minutes. And then he's like, you're my brother. And I'm like, are you really, really sure about that, my dude, my guy? Uh, Calling people brother, I think, is how Dagger flirts. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I forgot how high-key the flirting is in that scene. <laughs> he literally says, like, must we do the same dance every time? Not that you're v- not a very good dancer. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. He's everything. He also has, like, a whole speech where he's like, you must have been so bored without me. Like, it's a good thing I'm here because, like, now you have something to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just a good guy. The reason why I wanted you to watch Race to the Edge instead of the first um, How to Train Your Dragon show is because uh Dagger is in the first How to Train Your Dragon show, but he doesn't show up till, like, later. He's not in the pilot. And I really wanted you to see Dagger. <laughs> he, I'm, I get it. He's, he is a good, good villain. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Hiccup basically hands over the cylinder After barely being threatened, he's just like, yeah, have it, (laughs) whatever. Whatever. whatever." And Dagger leaves, so Hiccup tries to rescue everyone, and everyone's like, no, chase Dagger. And Dagger looks up and is like, "Mm, yeah, Hiccup, very predictable (laughs) dude. So then he shoots the boat his friends are on, which is also, like, very good. It's great logic. Mm -hmm. He's a fantastic villain. (laughs) Everything about him is beautiful. Dagger's so good. And then after this shot goes through the ship, that's where episode one ends. Mm -hmm. And episode two just starts with Dagger being a dramatic bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty much the best way to do an in-universe recap of what just happened on your show. Yeah. Because he's just standing there being like, ah, yes, I've attacked your friends but stolen your things. What will you do? And it just makes him seem, like, so dramatic. Like... I want a whole modern AU where he's a drag queen because he would kill it. <laughs> oh, my God. I I would love that. I would read that or, what, or look at that or whatever. So, anyways, Hiccup, of course, goes after his friends because he's the good guy. And the bars are dragon-proof and the eels come again. So they all call their dragons for help. And eventually they get free and Hiccup goes after Dagger again for fun, mm-hmm. I guess. He wants his cylinder back. Yeah. Dagger is excited to have the cylinder, even though he has no idea what it is. And he's like, tell Daddy Dagger what you are. And I'm like, I'm in love with this man. (laughs) Anyways, Hiccup just flies by and steals the cylinder and goes away in like two seconds. (laughs) It was real easy. And then Dagger's not in the rest of this, so I think we should just stop here. Yeah, you can summarize the rest of the episode real quick if you want, because honestly, once Dagger's not in it, it's not as exciting. It's not even, like, worth it at that point. (laughs) Hiccup decides to call the cylinder the dragon's eye. He has literally nothing to back this up. It's just words he's pulled out of his ass. Yeah, that one's really random. Yep, and it has some sort of defense mechanism to stop you from breaking into it. So they have to go to the healer, and the healer knows... Well, she doesn't know what it is, but she knows what like the shape of the keyhole is, because it's this tooth of a dragon, which is a species Hiccup has never seen before, so it kind of ties back to the first episode. And Hiccup deduces that the tooth is what will unlock it, and convinces- is her name Gotti? Gothi. Gothi. Okay. Yeah, close. I have it written down with an H, but I was like, did I do that phonetically, or did I do that thinking I would- know how to pronounce that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gothy. Okay, good. He also, when he's convincing her, he makes this big dramatic speech about how, like, everyone who's young wants to explore and everything's great and this will help him, like, explore new things and answer questions he doesn't know the answer to. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea what this is. <laughs> like yeah. It can just open and be completely empty. Like, you have no idea what this thing is. The whole setup, like, Hiccup has so much faith in this random object that he has no idea what it is. Like, it's obvious that, like, oh, it's going to be important, like, to the audience, but like, to Hiccup, like, the setup is real, is real (laughs) flimsy. I will admit that. Hiccup has, like, nothing to back this up being important. He's just bored. Yeah, basically. So they go to see the Snow Wraith, which is the new dragon. Not sure if I said that. Mm. And a snowstorm comes in because, like, duh. (laughs) And as soon as the snowstorm comes in, Hiccup is like, we should split up. And I'm like, you've never seen a horror movie. (laughs) He probably hasn't. I don't know. Vikings don't have horror movies. Vikings probably don't have horror movies. But he's like, we should split up. And then there's this dramatic shot of the dragon stalking them. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) good luck getting killed. So the storm gets worse and Hiccup still wants to stay because he's like, we'll see the dragon now because it likes to attack when you can't see it. And I'm like, you're really dumb. <laughs> like, how old is this boy supposed to be? Um, At this point, he's like 18 or 19, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he's not <laughs> smart. Dumb, dumb person. Mm-hmm. So eventually the dragon attacks and Hiccup is like, oh, maybe it can only see body heat. So they set up like a bunch of burning effigies in the (laughs) snow, which is kind of terrifying if you think about it too hard. a little I get that they're Vikings, but (laughs) okay, whatever. And it like doesn't work at all. The dragon can totally see them. So Gothi goes for it with her staff because she's a badass bitch. Mm, She is just, like, knocks a tooth out of it while Hiccup <laughs> keeps trying to be dumb and heroic. hmm And then he tries to make this big speech, and she keeps, like, knocking him <laughs> in the shoulder to try to show him this tooth. She's amazing. And they put the key in the thing, and it does nothing until Toothless, like, turns his dragon power on. I don't <laughs> want to call it fire, because it's not fire. It's, like, plasma blasts or something they call it. I think it's, like, sound waves. Oh, yeah. He has, like, a sound wave detecting thing to, like, he can, like, echolocate, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. And then a bunch of symbols appear on the wall. And also during that episode, there's, like, a dude pretending he can be the medical person, even though he totally can't. And he sets a dude's foot on fire. (laughs) And then he wants to cut off a guy's leg because there's a thorn in it. And one of his potions made hair grow back, so pretty proud of him. Yeah, that's um, Gobber. He is in the movies and stuff too. He's like Hiccup's mentor person, kind of. Oof. Okay, and that's the show. That is two whole episodes. Mm-hmm. So okay, um, yeah. So I guess uh, the first question here is kind of different order than we did it last time, but um, can you guess? what happens in the rest of the show based on what happened in the pilot? Or do you want me to explain the timeline thing now a little bit? Mm, Okay, give me a bit of a timeline. But also, maybe that won't help because I don't know what happens in the movies. (laughs) That's fair. Well, you watch the first... So, the, the timeline of the shows and stuff. There's the first movie. Then there was a show that came out after the first movie called Riders of Burke, which is basically just like the continuing adventures of all the characters on Burke after the first movie. Um, And it's kind of, it's really cheesy and it's kind of cute. It's whatever. I like it just because I'm obsessed with this series and I've watched all of the possible content for it, but like it's not objectively great. Uh, And then there's another show that was released after Riders of Burke called Defenders of Burke, which is honestly just the same show. I don't know why they (laughs) gave it a new name because it immediately continues after Riders of Burke everything about it is the same it's set at the same time the character designs are the same nothing changed so i don't know why they gave it a new name it's just like there was another season and they're like the new season needs a new name so riders of burke and defenders of burke is the same show and it's set right after the first movie then there's like a three-year time skip after that show and then it's race to the edge which is this show But this show actually came out after the second movie, but, like, chronologically, it goes first movie, Riders of Burke, Defenders of Burke, three-year time skip, Race to the Edge, small time skip of a a year or so, second movie, time skip of a year, third movie, and then that's the end of the series. So this show is, like, between the first and second movie, but closer to the second movie than to the first movie. (laughs) Gotcha. And then there's also a few, like, little specials in between there, too, but that's, like, the main content. Okay. Okay. So, basing my guess of what happens on pretty much nothing, (laughs) I'm going to assume that the cylinder thing Mm -hmm. shows what is essentially a map, but in really weird hieroglyphics. (laughs) And that it shows him, like, the edge of the universe, hence the title Race to the Edge. And there's something there that he doesn't want Dagger to get. So that's why it's a race, because he's going against Dagger. And they have, like, cool little ship battles in the middle of the ocean and with their dragons and are always trying to get one step ahead of the other person and steal it from each other. That's my (laughs) assumption. I feel like that's the whole show. Honestly, that assumption makes more sense with the title than the real answer. (laughs) What does the title mean? Okay, so a couple episodes, I thought this was in the pilot too, but apparently it's not. So I think it's an episode like three or four or something. They decide, so basically what's in the cylinder is just like information about dragons in the world. And just like all these other species of dragons and where they are and what they're like and where to find them and stuff. So it's not, like, one map. It's just, like, it's kind of, like, an encyclopedia of dragon knowledge. And there's different lenses you can put into it. And they have some lenses, but they're also looking for more lenses to get more information about dragons. And they decide that the five of them, like, Hiccup and his friends, are going to go, um, like, find an island where they can, like, kind of set up a home base that's further away from Burke, so they can travel to more places. So they go and they find this little island that they end up calling The Edge. And it's, like, they basically set up, like, a little base camp where just the five of them live and they, like, stay there for, like, a year or so, which is, like, the course of the show, and they have a bunch of adventures and stuff um, before going back to Burke, which is where they are in the second movie. But, yeah, The Edge is just a place where they decide to live for a while, and I don't know why it's called Race to The Edge, because it's not really a race. They never race there. It's just the name of a place they decide to live for a while. (laughs) And then there's a whole... The rest of the show is just, like, there's stuff with Dagger... And then there's these, they end up finding these dragon trappers, this guy named Riker, and then eventually his brother named Vigo, and they're dragon trappers, and then later there's this other guy called Krogan, I think, and he works for the the main villain of the second movie, but they don't really know that, like, they never meet the guy who's the villain in the second movie, but, like, the audience knows that Krogan works for him. And anyways, there's a lot of stuff. This is, like, a six-season show that has a lot of stuff. Um, Dagger <laughs> gets a whole, like, character arc and redemption arc. And, and there's another character named Heather who's really important. Um, and it's just, like, the adventures of these characters for a year or so while they're trying to, like, save dragons from trappers and learn about more dragons and and prevent Dagger from starting a war with Burke, And they meet... There's a bunch of other islands of people who have relationships with dragons. There's this weird, like, ninja island. And there's this island of, like, Amazon ladies and all these other people who have dragons. And they meet all these people and they forge all these alliances. Um, But they don't really race to anywhere. So I don't (laughs) know why that's the name. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to race to our own home. I guess. (laughs) Sure. I guess. Why not? Yeah, no, the, the plot, though, it, like, goes places. This show, a lot happens. Uh, and then it's also very gradually setting up the world for, like, where things are at the beginning of the second movie without them ever, like, meeting the villain of the second movie or anything, because then that would obviously, like, ruin the second movie. So it's kind of one of those, like, prequel things where they have to, like, work around the characters not knowing things that they don't find out till the second movie. Um, but, Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens. <laughs> Can you guess my favorite character? <laughs> hmm. Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I know my favorite character would be Dagger, <laughs> but I also know he has a redemption arc, but I also feel- oh, wait, are we counting dragons as characters? Ooh, um, Sure. Because I feel like if we're counting dragons as characters, then one of your fa- your favorite character would be a dragon. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess the thing is, my favorite character of the How to Train Your Dragon movies, and my favorite character of Race to the Edge specifically, is not the same. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. God, I want to say Dagger because he was just so good. I mean, okay, for context, Dagger is not in the movies. He's only in the yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. He's not in the movies, so he no. has to be your favorite character. Yeah. Whereas I feel like your favorite character in the movies is probably, like, Hiccup and Toothless as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, 100% yes. In the movies, Hiccup and Toothless are incredible. They're great. They're good in the show, but Dagger steals the show. <laughs> Dagger is the best part of the show by far he's just so fun. I love him. I love him, and I forgot how much I loved him until I rewatched this, and I was like, oh yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he just pops in and starts hitting on Hiccup, and you're like, uh-huh. buddy, donate down for like five seconds. Speaking of which, can you guess what my favorite ship is in this show? <laughs> <laughs> Might it be Hiccup and Dagger? <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, although there's a c- a few, there's a couple other really good ships. There's, um... A character who's not in these two episodes, but she is in the show, in the first show, and she's also in this show later, whose name is Heather. And she and Astrid have so much chemistry. Like, (laughs) Astrid and Heather is another very good ship in this show, and Heather is also not in the movies. Aww. Like, in the movies, Hiccup and Astrid is a good ship, but as soon as you introduce the show, Hiccup and Dagger and Astrid and Heather are so good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's good yeah it's very good i'm mm-hmm. guessing no one is canonically gay in this show though no the closest thing there is to canon gays, which is it's such a stretch is in the second movie Gobber, who's the one who was um trying to be a doctor um has a line where he's like talking about a married couple and he's like haha that's why i never got married well that and one other reason and it It's just, like, a line, a throwaway line. And, like, the actor after that said that, like, ooh, that line was because Gobber's actually gay or whatever. But it's, like, such a stretch. It never comes up in the show other than that throwaway line, which could mean anything. Um, So, like, debatably, Gobber is gay, but, like, not really. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the closest there is to canon gays in this franchise. There's really not. Aw. Yeah. We should get Hiccup and Dagger though, because Dagger is <sighs> right. I mean, like, how are you supposed to interpret Dagger if not hardcore flirting with Hiccup? And he's like this from the beginning, the first time you meet him. And like, the other thing is, he and Hiccup have known each other since they were kids, and have like continually are forced to hang out with each other because Hic um, Dagger is the son of another uh, Viking tribe or whatever. Um, And so they were, like, the two little Chiefs kids, and they have the whole history together. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Amazing. I, yeah, I mean, you could, if you wrote that into any other show, like, it's just so flirty. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing about it that's not flirty. (laughs) I feel like in a way they try to cut down the flirty by having Dagger always call him brother, but instead it just makes it seem like he has a weird, like, how he flirts is calling someone his brother. (laughs) It's it's weird. It makes it seem like he's, like, extremely closeted and Mm. trying to be like, yeah, you're my brother. Uh Uh-huh. And Hiccup's always like, no, I'm not your brother. You can't flirt with me and call me your brother. We're not doing that. Sorry. No. No. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of kind of canon gaze, um, there are a few episodes in this show where... Fishlegs has this, like, alter ego uh, named Thor Bonecrusher, and Snotlout just straight up falls in love with his alter ego. Like, <laughs> like to the point that I'm like, I can't quite remember the lines because it's been a while since I watched it, but I'm pretty sure he straight up says that he was in love with Thor Bonecrusher. So, like, <laughs> there's also a weird sort of gay plot line happening there with uh, Snotlout falling in love with Fishlegs's like, alter ego. <laughs> that's beautiful so there's that there's a few there's a few things I feel like that is such a like kids um show plot Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking of Hannah Montana but I'm sure there are other (laughs) examples because there's a whole episode of Hannah Montana where Oliver is in love with Hannah Montana (laughs) and then she tells him that she's Miley and he's like oh uh (laughs) awkward yeah (laughs) But, like, I see where that plot is coming from, and because they only have, like, Astrid, it probably just got pushed over there, and they were like, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. I mean, technically there's also Rough Nut, but no, just for whatever reason, they made it Snotlow, and it comes up a couple times. That's beautiful, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Snotlow and Fishlegs are also actually a very good ship in this show. They have a, a whole <laughs> thing. This show is wild. For con, like, okay, well, I'll ask you my next question and then I'll defend myself. Um, (laughs) Would you keep watching this show? I would watch this show if you could guarantee me Dagger is in, like, over half of every single episode. Because, like, he's so good, and the part with him was so good, but then watching the end of episode two where they're like, yeah, a dragon, I was like, cool, don't care. He's not in over half of every episode. There are many episodes he's not in. Disappointing. But honestly, you could just do a watch of this show where you only watch the episodes that Dagger's in. <laughs> I could. <laughs> just do the Dagger cut. <laughs> honestly, like, Dagger is by far my favorite part of about this show. Maybe I'll just watch, like, clips of him on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can get his arc. I think that the first... And also second, How to Train Your Dragon movies are incredible. They are my favorite movies, like, no joke. Also, I'm getting a How to Train Your Dragon tattoo in November, and I think that we're oh my going God. to be posting this video, if I if I counted our episodes right, I think we're going to be posting this episode on the 28th of November, and assuming I can get the time off work, I'm getting my tattoo on the 25th of November, so by the time we post this episode, I will have a How to Train Your Dragon tattoo. We'll have to put a picture of that on our Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's for context of how much I love those movies. Um, I have some issues with the third movie. I could do a whole thing about my likes and dislikes (laughs) of the third movie. Um, But I love this franchise in general. I like the shows because I am such a nerd for this franchise. And I want, like, as much content as possible about these characters. But I don't think that they are, like, objectively really good shows. They're very much, like cartoon spin-offs of a movie like they're they're never gonna be like incredible they're okay they're fun especially if you already love the franchise but i definitely don't think that they're like flawless shows that being said i think race to the edge is better than riders and defenders of burke personally i think dagger is the best part of this show in general there's also some other characters um vigo and Riker are other villains in this show and they're also pretty good but honestly. You could just do a Dagger cut and it would be the best version of this show, personally, I think, because I love Dagger. I'm so in. He's... God, he was so good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Honestly, I want to do a watch with you of just the Dagger (laughs) episodes of this show. He's such a good... Like, he's such a well-crafted villain. Entirely, like separate from genre like he is not a well-crafted villain for a cartoon he is a well-crafted villain for anything Mm -hmm. like he's so fun he's like so into his antagonism while hiccups like why the fuck are you here dude and (laughs) he's like yep i make your life better and we're gonna flirt and also you're like so predictable it's terrible Mm -hmm. and then he just leaves and i'm in love with him there's also a bunch of him in the first show, and he's so good in the first show, too. And honestly, I like his character design better in the first show. I'll show you some pictures. I think he <laughs> looks cooler. Um, he doesn't okay. have that weird beard. And his <laughs> hair is cooler. But anyways, he's just so good. He's so... he's And also, especially in the first show, there's, like, a few villains before him in the first show. And they're very, like, very cartoon villain, very not scary, very just, like... You know, yeah, yeah they, they aren't very threatening. And then he shows up and the first time he shows up in um, Riders or Defenders, I'm not sure which one, he shows up. He just comes along and they're expecting his dad to come because his dad is the chief of the island. He shows up and he's like, yeah, I killed my dad. I'm the chief now. And it's like, what? This like fifteen year old guy shows up and is like, "Yeah, I killed my dad. I'm the chief now." Also, Hiccup, if you want, I can help you kill your dad so you can be a chief. Oh, actually, you are on the side of the dragons now. Okay, I'm gonna steal your dragon and kill you. And you're like, "Oh my god, this character is so much more threatening than the villains before." Oh, it's, oh that's everything. Yeah, he's fantastic. That's so good. That's his intro episode, and you're like, oh, okay, this show is really good now because Dagger's in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dagger Cut, here Mm -hmm. we go. Yeah. So, you just said what the date of this episode is. Assuming I got it right. (laughs) I think you did because that is also what I got. Okay. So, unless we both did it wrong. (laughs) Or if we miss a week because of reasons or a, a yeah. posting but presumably this will be posted on the November the november the november the, the november. 28th uh so the next episode which will be december 14th probably december 14th which mm-hmm. means we are doing holiday shows Ooh. okay which holiday show are you gonna make me watch you have to watch my favorite netflix holiday show Okay. Which, to be fair, isn't a long list. It's not really a recommendation based on that. I've only watched two Netflix holiday shows. I was going to say, how many holiday shows are there? I feel like there's more holiday movies than holiday shows. Like, I have no idea what holiday cartoon I'm going to make you watch. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of holiday shows in Netflix that aren't in English. Interesting. What language are they in? Um, There are some in French. There's definitely one that's in German. Interesting. Like, there are things. I'm generally, when I'm going for a holiday show, not in the mood to want read subtitles. Fair. But anyways, you're watching my favorite holiday show, mm-hmm. which is Merry Happy Whatever. I think you've told me to watch this before. Okay. Disclaimer to you uh-huh. and the audience, if the audience is watching these with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Merry Happy Whatever is not a good show. <laughs> I am aware it is not a good show. It is still my favorite thing to watch at the holidays. It is very, um, not even festive. It's just good, but it's stupid. It's like, <laughs> it's trash. Mm-hmm. It's like that good trash. This, it's a little bit like if I asked you to watch Faking It, except set at Christmas. Because, like, faking it is terrible, objectively, (laughs) but very good. I love that I made you watch a show this week that I was like, this is objectively not a really good show. I just love it for personal reasons. And you're like, okay, next week we're going to watch another show that's objectively not that good. (laughs) I was, like, I was going to go classic. I was going to go grays. And then I was like, wait, it's going to be December. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got to go. We got to go merry, happy, whatever. Okay. I'm excited. You've told me about this show before. Not really anything about it, just that I should watch it. Um, So I'm excited to see the pilot to find out what this is about. And I'm going to try to dig deep and think of any Christmassy cartoons I can make you watch after. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Yeah. I hope um, this made you want to listen to or watch the How Dragon content. And if you want to only look for the episodes that Dagger's in... I'm sure someone's made a list somewhere. (laughs) Or you could, like, go on IMDb and look up his actor and see, like, what episodes he's in. True. Next week. Next week. Jeez. December 14th. (laughs) Merry, happy, whatever. uh, Send us some emails at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at epiphaniespod. Or follow us on Instagram Mm -hmm. at epiphaniespod. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next time. Slash not see you. Well, you will hear us. You will hear us, and we will pretend to see you. Mm Mm-hmm. You're smarter than both of us combined. Bye.